When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good, actually Monday, I was going to say Monday, a very good Friday morning, evening, afternoon, whatever it is, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again, the O LePain podcast, uh, podcast, that is. I can't talk today. Friday, January 27, 2023, the Joe Beningo LePain podcast brought to you by DraftKings, by Anita Discount Tire, and of course, our good friends at the Hackensack Brewing Company, and they'll be a... Uh, uh, Probably next week, we'll give you the official time for the next live broadcast at the Hackensack Brewing Brewing Company. It'll be sometime next month. We'll let you know exactly when. All right, we got a lot lot to cover today. I want to get in, obviously, the conference championship games this weekend. Uh, We'll do my picks for the two games, two very, very close games. Could really, you could make a case for any of the four teams winning the Super Bowl. But uh, so we'll get to that. Uh, We'll also get to the the disaster of the Hall of Fame as Scott Rowling was the only guy to get into the Hall of Fame this year. What a joke all of that is, and we'll get into that. But I got to start with the uh, the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett as the Jets' offensive coordinator. Uh, and look, this hi- look, I think this is a very good hiring, you know, and, and nobody's saying this. I mean, obviously, the, the move to bring Hackett in looks like it's a prelude to Aaron Rodgers eventually being here as the quarterback for the Jets. I'm all in for Rodgers. Let's get him. Let's do what, it, what we have to do to get this guy here. You know, the, the AFC East is wide open now. The Buffalo Bills took a big step backwards this year. How good is Miami really, even if they have Tua? Obviously, the Patriots are not the Patriots they've been in the past. They did, however, bring in, if you didn't see this, Bill O'Brien, who for a long time was with Belichick in New England. Of course, he was the head coach of the Texans for six years. Most recently, he was uh, Nick Saban's offensive coordinator at Alabama. He is now back as the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. So we'll throw that in there. But the Patriots are still not the team that they once were. So that division is very winnable. And you bring in Aaron Rodgers here to be our quarterback. And I think we got a real shot to win the division. And obviously, this team has to make the playoffs this year. And, you know, you bring Rodgers in, you probably got a two-year window to win the Super Bowl. And that that really is what it comes down to. So I'm all in for Rodgers. I think the hiring of Hackett, even even if you don't get Rodgers, let's be honest, Nathaniel Hackett is a major upgrade over Mike uh, Michael Floor. I mean, I mean, Michael Floor was a terrible offensive coordinator. Hackett is certainly a level above that. Who cares what happened as the head coach of the Broncos last year? That means nothing. Just because you're a lousy head coach doesn't mean that you're not a very good coordinator. We've seen that many many times over the years. Guys who were outstanding offensive coordinators, just horrific head coaches. Todd Bowles comes to mind. But, you know, just, but there's many, many, many different examples of that. There's no doubt about it. So we'll see what happens. But I'm all in for Rodgers. But a couple things here with Rodgers. Number one, he's got to want to be here. You know, I don't want another Brett Favre situation where, you know, the Jets traded for Brett Favre back before the 2008 season. Favre never really wanted to be with the Jets and couldn't wait to get out and go play for the Minnesota Vikings, which he did the following year. 
And we all know how that worked out. The Jets started out eight and three. We're all delirious. Oh my God, look how good we are. We're on our way. And then in typical Jet fashion under Eric Mangini, and it wound up costing him his job, the Jets collapsed. Eight and three went went to nine and seven. The Jets did not make the playoffs. Favre got hurt, of course, toward the end of the year, which really, you know, uh, curtailed the Jets' chances to make the playoffs. Favre was more worried about his stupid consecutive game streak than, you know, maybe the team winning, whatever. <clears throat> and, of course, he left, went to Minnesota, and, of course, the Vikings went to the NFC Championship game uh, the following year. And, of course, we all know what happened there, the uh, bounty game uh, as the New Orleans Saints beat the crap out of Favre in that football game. New Orleans on their way to winning the Super Bowl after the 2009 season. So I don't want another Brett Favre fiasco here. I'm all for Aaron Rodgers. I think Rodgers is better than than Favre. But I'm all for Aaron Rodgers, you know, no doubt about it. But he's got to want to be here. Now, I thought it was very telling. Uh, Joe Willie Namath was on with uh, BT and Tiki a couple weeks ago and basically said, look, I'll take my number 12 out of retirement for Aaron Rodgers if he comes to the Jets. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that's got to mean something. Wow, the Jets really want me here. <clears throat> yeah, we do. Believe me. The entire freaking fan base wants you here. <laughs> you know, we need to win, and we need to win now. And this coaching staff, you know, Robert Sala and company, Joe Douglas, the GM, they got they need to win now. You know, this is year three. You know, there can't be any more four-win seasons. There can't be any more collapses like last year, losing the last six games of the year. This team's got to make the playoffs this year. There is no ifs, ands, and buts about it. So I'm all for Rodgers. Bring them in. Let's get it done. Uh, the cap hit is not as bad as you think it is. The way they got the, his, his his contract structured there in Green Bay, you know, the first two years are actually pretty cap friendly. So that works out well for the Jets where they could still make other moves. I don't think the draft capital would be as big as you think it might be. Because let's remember, Rodgers is almost 40 years old. And the Jets would actually be doing the Packers a big favor <clears throat> by taking uh, this big salary cap number off the Packers' hands. So that's something to keep in mind as well. But uh, I'm all in for Aaron Rodgers. Let's go get him. Let's get him as soon as possible. I'd like to see him here well before the draft. I mean, I, I don't know if that's a possibility. I know there was something about the date of June 1st where – Something with the money. I, I don't know how that all played out. I know June 1st came into play as far as some kind of money situation with with uh, Rodgers and the Packers. But let's get him here as soon as possible. I mean, I, I really, like I said, I'd like to see him here before the Super Bowl, to be very honest. So we know what we got, and we're off and running. But um, I'm all in. Get me Aaron Rodgers. I'm all in for Aaron Rodgers. If not Aaron Rodgers, my next, my next guy would be Derek Carr, probably Jimmy Garoppolo after that. And the one thing about Rodgers that's beside the fact that he's an all-time great, he's a walk-in, shoe-in, first ballot Hall of Famer <coughs> who is still chasing that second Super Bowl. Remember, it's been a long time. You know, the 2010 season is a long time ago when Rodgers won his Super Bowl. So I'm sure he wants another one. I would think he certainly does. I think coming here with the young players the Jets have certainly gives him a chance. Jets got to straighten out the offensive line. There's no question about that. But uh, the young skill players here, you know, the return of Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, <coughs> the defense the Jets have in place now, this is a, would look to be an appealing place to come. The Packers will only trade him to the AFC. 
you know, they, they want him out of the conference, their conference, and rightfully so. You've heard Tennessee's name mentioned. You've heard the Raiders mentioned. And I wouldn't rule out Miami because I don't know what the deal is with the Dolphins. Is Tua, are they really committed to Tua? And how, where is Tua at? He's already had two, two concussions. Who knows how much longer he might wind up playing. And certainly Miami has, you know, plenty of weapons with Tyreek Hill and, J- and Jalen Waddell. So um, that kind of worries me a little bit with the Dolphins. That, that's a team that has not been uh, mentioned at all. But we'll see what happens. But I am all in for Aaron Rodgers. Bring him here. Let's go. And let's win. And we got to win a Super Bowl. You know, to me, it's a two-year window to win the Super Bowl. Must make the playoffs this year. Must win the Super Bowl by the second year the latest. So we'll see what happens. But I'm all in for Rodgers. Let's do it. And obviously, the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator has, you know, kind of really looks like it's really now set, set it up. Because, of course, as we all know, Hackett was the coordinator for Rodgers for a few years in Green Bay. But the hiring of Hackett has set it up now for Aaron Rodgers to come here and be the quarterback of the New York Jets, uh, as they as they say, from uh, my lips to God's ears. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Uh, I got to get on to the Hall of Fame stuff here because I am delirious about the disgrace that the baseball Hall of Fame has become. I, I, you know, Scott, Ro- really? Scott Rowland is in the Hall of Fame? He's the only guy in the Hall of Fame this year? You're going to tell me that Scott Rowland's gonna is in the Hall of Fame, but let's say, and, I'm, and my buddy Tommy Tommy Keenan brought this up to me this morning. Let me ask you about if, if you were around to see him play, and I don't know, and a lot of these writers weren't. You know, they, a lot of these guys just look at the stats and go by that. Let's be real, okay? Scott Rowland better than Greg Nettles was? Greg Nettles hit 390 career home runs. I believe Rowland hit 315. And Greg Nettles, yeah, I know Rowland's a good defensive third baseman. You're going to tell me he's better Greg, He's better than Greg Nettles was? To me, Greg Nettles, along with Cleet Boyer, the, the great Yankee third baseman of the early 60s, and, of course, the legendary Brooks Robinson, probably the three greatest defensive third basemen I ever saw. I don't put Scott Rowland in that league. It's a joke that he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it really, and the whole Hall of Fame, let's be honest. How can I take the Hall of Fame seriously when the, the, all the, probably the, the, uh, the most dangerous player that ever played the, I'm not going to say he's the best all around player that ever played the game. Cause that's still in my lifetime. Cause that still goes to Willie Mays, but probably the most feared player in baseball, certainly as a hitter. Barry Bonds, the all-time home run leader, he's not in the Hall of Fame? How's that possible? Roger Clemens, seven Cy Young Awards, much as I couldn't stand the guy, all right? One of the biggest assholes of all time, okay? But there's no doubt Roger Clemens belongs in the Hall of Fame. You can make a case the greatest right-hand pitcher of all time. I still think it's Bob Gibson, but that's me, you know? But he's up there. He's up there with Gibson. He's up there with Seaver. You know, he's up there with those guys. He's up there with Juan Marichal and Jim Palmer and Ferguson Jenkins. Better than 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 probably at least a couple of them. I don't think he's better than Gibson or Siva. But Roger Clemens is, he's one of the all-time greats. Got to be in the Hall of Fame. A-Rod's not in the Hall of Fame. Manny Ramirez is not in the Hall of Fame. Mark McGuire is not in the Hall of Fame. Sammy Sosa is not in the Hall of Fame. Give me a freaking break. All because of the steroids. I mean, come on. 
Can we get off? And this is another thing about these writers. They're all on the, the damn moral high ground. They all think they're better than you. All right? How about and I and I love John Harper. I said this on with with TJ, with uh, JJ the other night. Okay, on his his podcast yesterday. I love John Harper. He's one of the nicest guys in the business. Played golf with him. Great guy. Worked with him. Loved the guy. But he didn't vote for Carlos Beltran. And I'm not so sure Carlos Beltran's a Hall of Famer. But I'll tell you right now, Carlos Beltran's a Hall of Famer every day of the week before Scott Rowland is. And, and he didn't vote for uh, for Beltran this year because he needs to be punished at least for a year. Yeah, he'll get in, but we got to punish him because of what happened with the cheating scandal with the Astros. What? Punish him? What is this Christ at the, at the pearly gates saying whether or not you're going to go to heaven or hell? Come on. What, <laughs> what bullshit that is. Give me a freaking break. That's a joke. That's a joke. Please. And like I said, I don't know if Carlos Beltran's a Hall of Famer, but I'll tell you right, he's a Hall of Famer. Like I said, every day of the week before Scott Rowland's a Hall of Famer. And what's going to happen when Altuve comes up? Jose Altuve, one of the greatest second basemen in the history of baseball, certainly in my lifetime. In my lifetime, it's probably him and Joe Morgan as the two best, right? What are they going to do when he comes up for the Hall of Fame? He's a first ballot guy. He should be a shoo-in. Are they going to punish him too because of the cheating scandal uh, with the Astros? And speaking of second baseman, how about Jeff Kent? Jeff Kent, I don't even think he got 40% of the vote. I mean, you know, you want to talk about numbers. He's one of the greatest uh, 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 hitting second baseman that ever lived. Why isn't he in? We know why, because the writers don't like him. They don't like the guy. And if you don't think that's a big deal, think again. That's why Jeff Kent's not in. Not, he didn't talk to the sports writers. He didn't like him. He was a, they didn't like him. He was a bad guy. That's the reason Albert Bell's not in. Albert Bell's one of the great right-hand hitters of all time, certainly of his generation. And there's no steroid stigma at all involved with Albert Bell. The only reason Albert Bell's not in the Hall of Fame is because he didn't talk to the writers. Let's be honest about it. The only freaking reason. It's a disgrace. Disgrace. How's Keith Hernandez not in the Hall of Fame? How's Don Mattingly not in the Hall of Fame? Tell me, how is that possible? How's Thurman Munson not in the Hall of Fame? You know, his contemporary, Carlton Fisk, is in the Hall of Fame. Fisk played forever. Longevity played a big part in him getting in the Hall of Fame. When they were contemporaries, when when Thurman was alive and with the Yankees and Fisk was, was with the Red Sox and they were, you know, going against each other, Thurman was better. Thurman was better. Better. Won two world championships, uh, won an MVP, the whole deal. Thurman Munson, one of the best, best catchers ever. Helped the Yankees win the pennant in 76. How is Thurman Munson not in the Hall of Fame? Are you serious? And not to mention, not to mention, as I said, Mattingly and Hernandez, who both should be going in together. There's no question about it. You know, they're talking about Todd Helton getting in next year. Todd Helton was better than Don Mattingly or Keith Hernandez? What lifetime is that in? How about the fact that that Billy Wagner may get in? Billy Wagner? What Met fan ever had any confidence when freaking Billy Wagner tried it out to the mound to save a game? Why? Because he was a lefty? Why? Because he's got nice stats? Billy freaking Wagner? Come on. And it looks like he's going to get in. What a joke. You know, you don't, you can't even, and, I, and here's another one. How about Kurt Schilling? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. The only reason Kurt Schilling's not in the Hall of Fame is because he's a right-wing conservative. 
That's it because of his political beliefs. That's why Kurt Schilling's not in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about it. It's a freaking disgrace. It's a disgrace. And, and uh, my wife's saying nothing to do with his career. Well, of course, but that's the reason. There's no doubt about it. And it, and, and I'll, I can't take the Hall of Fame seriously anymore until I see Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, A-Rod, and nobody liked A-Rod either. We know that, of course, the steroids. Manny Ramirez, another guy no, another guy that nobody, the writers never liked, even though he's one of the great right-hand hitters of all time. Okay? I understand the steroids. Big deal. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. You know, please. Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame. He was the commissioner that presided over all the steroid, steroid era. They knew all about it. They knew it was going down. They looked the other way as McGuire and Sosa were battling for that home run championship in 1998, and the whole country was fixated on it, whether you were a sports fan or not, breaking Roger Maris's record, right? Baseball came back because of that after this 1994 strike and, and everything that went down, all the negative stuff that went down after that. Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame. Bud Selig's in. Bud Selig didn't know that the steroid stuff was going on. BS to that, too. Give me a break. But all these steroid guys, great, some of the greatest players in the history of the game, steroids are not. Who cares? They're not in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose still isn't in the Hall of Fame because he gambled on baseball. Now there's gambling sites everywhere. You can bet legally on everything any day of the week. You can bet on the, the weather tomorrow legally now. But Pete Rose, nah, only one of the great winners of all time, not to mention the all-time hit leader in the history of the game. You know, the guy only won three world championships. What, seven different pennants? What? Let's see, the 70 Reds, the 72 Reds, 75, 76 Reds, the 80 Phillies. Really? This guy's one of the greatest winners, Charlie Hustle. He busted his ass out there all the time. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Give me a break. Until these guys are in the Hall of Fame, how can I take it seriously? Seriously, how can I? And you got people like Scott Rowland in there. You got Bill Mazeroski in the Hall of Fame. Really? Give me a break. Craig Biggio's in the Hall of Fame. Mike Messina's in the Hall of Fame? What? You're going to tell me Mike Messina was a better pitcher than Kurt Schilling? Come on. Who's kidding who here? No. And I, I am so disgusted. It's all BS. It's all bullshit. You know, these sport, these, these baseball riders, they're all on the moral high ground. They all think they're better than you. Like, they hold the key to you getting into heaven or hell. That's basically what they are, what they think they are right now. They made Mike Piazza wait three years before he got in. Why? Because maybe he might have, the rumors were out there, he might have done steroids. So we're going to, you know, we're going to make Mike wait. We're going to make him wait until he gets in. Because we ha we're on the moral high ground. We have the power. What a joke. These baseball writers, they should take the freaking voting away from these guys and maybe give it to the fans. But give me, it's such a joke. It's such a freaking joke, this, the, the Hall of Fame anymore. Again, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Kurt Schilling, Jeff Kent, Don Mattingly, Keith Hernandez, Albert Bell. I want to see every one of these. When these guys are in the Hall of Fame, talk to me again. And how long are they going to wait? How long are they going to punish Altuve for when he's up for his Hall of Fame induction? How long? What a disgrace. Scott Rowland. Really? Come on. Again, I go back to what my buddy Tommy Keenan said. 
Scott Rowland, is he even in the same world as Greg Nettles was? And Greg Nettles isn't in. And God knows, Scott Rowland's no George Brett. Scott Rowland's no Mike Schmidt. Scott Rowland's no Eddie Matthews, okay? As far as the great third baseman of all time, at least in my lifetime. Give me a goddamn break. Unbelievable. I, I'm dis- I am so disgusted with the Hall of Fame, and I am so tired of these baseball writers. Please, you know, give me a break. I'm better than you. I know better than you. It's time for these guys, like I said, to get off the goddamn moral high ground. Oh, what a disgrace. All right, let's get my uh, sponsors in here. We'll start with my friends at DraftKings, and we'll get to my picks in a minute. Here we go. Four NFL teams left, two conference championship games coming up on Sunday, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, and the, uh, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're counting down to Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. You're not a new customer? Well, you can feel the conference championship game thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take a shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg uh, you add uh, up to 100%. Now, this week, uh, you're going to hear my picks in a minute. How about an over-under bet on how many sacks the Philadelphia Eagles defense comes up with? They led the NFL in sacks this year, 70 sacks. They were 15 better than the next best team. They had four guys on their, t- on their defense that had 10 sacks or more. Nobody in the history of football has ever done that. That's a great over-under bet. How many sacks will the Philadelphia Eagle defense have on Sunday against Brock Purdy and the 49ers? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code OTHEPAIN, O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code OTHEPAIN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the uh, show notes for details. And, of course, if you got a gambling problem, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Text HOPE, that's H-O-P-E-N-Y, 467-369-NY. My great friends, thank you for thank you for another year with me with DraftKings. Of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company, you know the deal. My good buddy Mike Jones and company over there, TJ, Andre, Herb, the whole crew. Uh, you know the deal. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8, Sundays, 78 Johnson Avenue, and beautiful Who Needs a House out in Hackensack, New Jersey. Um, it's only a couple minutes, 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 uh, in Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh, go check them out while you're there. Have some, have one of my Oda Payne beer. Uh, great place to go. Now, sometime next month, I don't have, I haven't uh, completely pinned down the date, but sometime in February, next couple of weeks, we will have, and I'll let you know, we will have our next Oda Payne podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. So uh, check that out, but go check them out. Again, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, New Jersey. And last but certainly not least, my good friends over at Anita Discount Tire, Ari, my son Johnny, the whole crew over there. You need tires, you need work done on your car. That's the place to go. Tell them I sent you. Uh, Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. Tell them Joe B sent you. See Johnny, see Ari, uh, Anita, discount tire. Okay, here we go. Conference Championship Sunday. We are down to only three games in the NFL season. 
the pain is already setting in, you know, it really is. Uh, the, uh, the withdrawals already starting, even though we got three more games to go to two conference championship games on Sunday. Now, last week, divisional round, I went three and three in a wild card round, only one and three last week in the divisional round. My only winner was the Bengals. And what a tremendous job as they stuck it right up the ass of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Loved every second of it. Tremendous. But that's the only game that I won was the uh, Bengals. So here we go. Conference Championship Sunday. Boy, I tell you, I can make a case for every everybody, all four teams here, to win the Super Bowl. Every one of them. But we'll start with the Eagles and the, and the Niners in the NFC Championship game. I have been back and forth here all over the place with this game. I really have. The Eagles are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. We saw what they did in the divisional round to the Giants. Wiped them out 38-7. to The Giants were never in the game. The Niners had a little more difficult time at home against the Cowboys. But when all was said and done, a couple uh, interceptions off of uh, Dak Prescott, some uh, key mistakes by Dallas, the injury to Tony Pollard, and it all set up for the Niners to go on and win this game 16-9 to advance to the championship game. You know what? I I, I think I'm taking Philadelphia. I, 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 I was thinking Niners all along. But something is telling me that the this is the Eagles' year. They were the number one overall seed. I, I talked about it. We talked about it with the DraftKings spot about their defensive line. 70 sacks this year, by far the most in the NFL. Four different guys with 10 sacks or more. Terrific defense. Jalen Hurts has had an MVP-type season. They got a lot of guys that can beat you. A lot of guys. Devontae Smith, Hollywood Brown. They can run the ball with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. You know, they got a lot of firepower there. They got a very good defense that really gets after the quarterback. And look, Brock Purdy's been unbelievable with San Francisco. And we all know how loaded the Niners are. Uh, You know, from Christian McCaffrey, who's going to play. I know he's a little banged up. You know he's playing in this game Sunday. McCaffrey to George Kittle. You can still see that crazy circus catch he made in in the Cowboy game. One of the big plays in that game. George Kittle. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. You look at their defense. It was number one overall in the NFL this year. Uh, the Niners, boy, you can make a case for them. But I'm taking Philly. I'm going to take the home team. It's going to be a tough atmosphere. You know the Philly crowd's going to be wired up for this one, no doubt about it, as they always are. Uh, I think the Giants, in a lot of ways, succumbed to the atmosphere last week in Philadelphia. I'm, I love the. I, I don't. I'm not going to say I love the Eagles here because I don't love them. But I'm taking the Eagles, laying the two-and-a-half NFC Championship game, the Eagles to advance to what would be their uh, fourth Super Bowl in their history. Remember, they won it, uh, beat the Patriots a couple years ago with uh, Nick Foles and Doug Peterson as the head coach. Foles is the quarterback in the tw- after the 2017 season. So uh, they were there in 1980 under Dick Vermeil and lost to the, uh, the, the uh, then-Oakland Raiders. They were there in 2004 with the uh, – uh, with Donovan McNabb, Andy Reid was the, he was the coach. Donovan McNabb was the quarterback, and of course, uh, lost that one to the uh, to the Patriots. Patriots were on the midst of winning three out of four, and then won the one after the 2017 season again against the Patriots. Nick Foles, the quarterback, Doug Peterson was the head coach. So they'll try to get to their fourth Super Bowl. Give me the Eagles laying the two and a half against the Niners in Philadelphia, and the late game, the AFC Championship game between probably the two best quarterbacks in football, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. The most impressive win 
of the playoffs so far was what Cincinnati did going into Buffalo and beating up the Bills. The Bills were never in this football game. Cincinnati dominated them. And I got a feeling the Cincinnati Bengals are on the precipice of being one of those teams. They were in the Super Bowl last year and didn't win. There's only a handful of teams that lost the Super Bowl and then went back the next year and won. The last one to do it was the Patriots. After they lost in 2017 to the Eagles, they came back in 2018 and won the Super Bowl the following year, um, beating the uh, the L.A. Rams. I believe only three teams have ever done that. The uh, Dallas Cowboys did it. Uh, they lost the Super Bowl in 1970, won it the next year in 1971, beating the Dolphins. And the Dolphins did it, losing that 71 Super Bowl after the 71 season to the Cowboys and then winning uh, actually the next two after the 72 and 73 season, the undefeated team in 1972. I believe those are the only uh, only three teams in history to lose the Super Bowl and go back the next year and win it. Cincinnati will try to be the fourth team or is trying to be the fourth team to do that. Look, it's tough to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Now, we do know Cincinnati beat him last year in, in the championship game, and Cincinnati's beaten him three straight times. They beat him during the regular season this year as well in Kansas City. So the Bengals are a one-point underdog here. Went back and forth. They were favored. They were underdog. Bengals are a one-point underdog. I got to go with Cincinnati here. It's tough going against uh, against Patrick Mahomes. There is that revenge factor for Kansas City. How about the fact that Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game outside of the two Super Bowls, has never played a playoff game outside of his home stadium, Arrowhead in Kansas City. That's unbelievable when you think about it. I know the injury to Mahomes. It's a big deal. you know, he was able to overcome it last week, hobbling around. Uh, he got a lot of help from Chad Henney, came in and, and engineered a 98-yard touchdown drive You know, uh, uh, in that win over Jacksonville. You know Mahomes is going to play. I, I just – I got to go with the Bengals here. I got to. I'm going to later – I'm going to take the point and go with Cincinnati. So the Beningo picks for Super Bowl 57, give me the Bengals getting a point against the Chiefs in Kansas City, and give me the Eagles laying two and a half at home in Philadelphia against the 49ers. The Joe Beningo NFL Picks Conference Championship Sunday, again, in the National Football League. Everybody, enjoy your week, uh, your weekend. I'll be back on Monday to break down the Conference Championship games. Catch me tomorrow with Evan at 10 on the fan. All the love.